The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a beautiful story about Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, the Rishon Lutzion, tremendous Tamachachim, a very bright and amazing Gadol uh, Yisrael. One time as the uh, Rav Arashi, he was part of the contingent that was brought to Natbag, to the, uh, to the Ben-Gurion airport, and they were given a tour of Ben-Gurion. I, I don't know the context but he was part of this tour. You can only imagine um, the Rishon Letzion, his Shemayna Begudim, you know, his, his special colorful clothing. And he comes and he was part of it. As they're walking on the tarmac, the Menahel, the director of Ben-Gurion Airport, says to him, Kvod Arav, Can I ask a question? Bechlet? He says, of course you can ask a question. What's the question? He says, Lama why is it that the Rabbanim feel that they could tell the Hamon Am what to do? Why is it that when someone has a dilemma or a question, they can't just follow what they think? Why does the Rav think that he's better or he has a better understanding of where they're at in their life, that he has a right to even guide them and direct them? It doesn't work that way. So Mark Eliyahu says, listen, the Rav has a perspective that brings the Taira. He has a perspective, different perspective from the person. So this Menahel, this director, wasn't moved at all. He goes, well, that's his perspective and he's entitled to his perspective. And I have my life and I have my perspective and I'll fi- follow it. And Mordechai Yahu smiled and he said to him, Tough, wait, have patience, you'll understand. Later on the tour, they took the entourage to the observation deck, 15 stories into the air, the one by, you could see it when you land in Ben Gurion Airport. And they brought them up to the top of the observation deck, and they had an incredible view of the entire airport, of the different terminals and the airplanes. And all of a sudden, Ramon Chaliyahu says, Yeshli Sheila, he turns to the director of the airport and he says, I have a question. The guy's like all excited. All right, he's interested, I guess. He says, I want to ask you a question. What's the job of the people that work here in the observation deck? The air traffic controllers. He says, what's their job? They're the most important job in the whole airport. They make sure that when one planned plane lands, there's no plane there in the, uh, on the runway. And when a plane takes off, that there isn't another plane coming. This is one of the most important jobs that they have. So Rav Mordechai says, I have a question. Let's say a guy's a pilot and, you know, air traffic controller tells him we want you to take runway A. But he happens to see that there's no one on runway B. He's entitled, right, to take runway B. So Menahel, the director, says, are you crazy? He can't make his own decisions. If people make their own decisions, you know, unilaterally, there could be terrible accidents. Maybe he doesn't realize that a plane's going to be there in a second or it's coming from a different direction. He doesn't see it. Only the guy in the air traffic controller that sees from above, he sees the whole picture, he's the one that can give the directive. Ramor Chaliyahu says, Tishma aznecha ma mipicha. Listen with your own ears what you just said. The person who's sitting in the observation deck has a very different perspective because he doesn't just see one runway, he sees the entire runway. That's why when you go to a Rav, he sees things differently. He sees the whole Kehillah. Maybe he sees a little broader. He sees Klal Yisrael. He comes from a perspective that's multidimensional. There are thousands of stories about Reb Chaim Kanievsky and advice that he gave which seemed so strange and out of the pale but always came true. Just one small snippet happened literally as COVID was coming in. Remember we had that Purim and then all of a sudden there was the Seger where the whole entire country shuts down. So when they were in the interim, right before COVID was becoming a reality in Israel, a little before everybody else in the world, there was talk about a seger, about an absolute shutdown of the country. And there was a particular family that was supposed to make a chasna on Sunday. It was earlier in the week, so next Sunday. And they, had a fr- they were very friendly with one of the Chavari Knesset, one of the members of the parliament, who told them 
Don't worry about it. Because if we shut down, we're definitely not shutting down until Monday. I, I was at the Knesset meetings. We met with the Sarah Briut and everyone, etc., etc. So they went to Rebbe Chaim to get a bracha for the chasna. And Rebbe Chaim says, when's the chasna? They said, it's next week's Sunday. Rebbe Chaim said, make the chasna on Thursday, four days earlier, three days earlier. So, but Rebbe, we spoke to the, we know, we have an inside information in the Knesset. He says, Yom Chamishi, Thursday, no later. They listened to their credit, Rebbe Chaim, changed the whole thing, and they had the chasna on that Thursday. That Thursday night, the Knesset had an emergency meeting and shut the whole country down. The G'daylam see things from the, from the, from the observation deck. The G'dayim see things in, in, in from, from the flight tower, you know, from the flight control tower. They see things from a different perspective. About five years ago, I was looking for a summer job. We needed, my mishpacha needed the income, and it was the right time. And I was offered an incredible job uh, being, par, being the Manal uh, Ruchni, the spiritual director of a particular program. Um, the pay was very, very substantial, and I'd be able to spend one month at this program and then one month with my mishpacha. It didn't, it, I would not be able to be with my family. My family would not be part of this, but they, they worked around it. It was, it, 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 it was a, a very amenable type of job. And, the, and like I said before, the, the salary was extremely high. But there was an issue with the program. Hashkafically, it wasn't my hashkafan. There were certain concessions that maybe I would have to make, but to bring the students up, to bring the part campers up, not chas to bring myself down, hopefully. But I didn't want to make this decision by myself. So I called Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky, who at that period of time I would call very often to ask him for hadracha and to ask him hashkafa questions and halacha questions. And Reb Shmuel listened to me carefully and he says, I don't like it. I don't like it. I said, but Rebbe, you know, I've been involved with these type of programs and you yourself encouraged me to be part of them. He says, I don't like it. Look elsewhere. I'm, I said, but Rebbe, I need the parnasa and it's almost the summer. He says, it's not the right thing. If you're supposed to have the parnasa, the Rebbe will provide. Don't worry. And I remember saying, okay, I'm a Kabel, and I was, but it really bothered me. I was excited about this program. The money was there. Just everything about it, I think, was a tremendous opportunity, I thought, to be matzliach in a ruchniistic, in a spiritual way, and to bring... And I was disappointed, I'm going to be honest. But as a day or two or three passed, I kind of said to myself, so do you have emuna in Das Taira? Do you truly trust the manhigayam? And then I kind of came to peace with myself. Literally, I think it was that week, my phone rings, and an old friend of mine calls me up and says to me, I have an incredible op- op- opportunity for you, uh, working in a summer program, which was amazing for my family. It was a full summer. It was a, it was a million times better than the previous program. And Baruch Hashem, we took it and had tremendous hatzlacha, and were there for a bunch of years. When you listen to the G'daylam, they know better. The pilot can't decide that he wants to go on runway A. It's the guy in the air traffic control. He understands a much greater picture. A person who, Asher Ruachba, he understands where, where we're coming from. And there's a personal story. I realize the importance of Ahmad again, also the importance of Das Taira. We'll conclude with an incredible story that I heard directly from the person that the story happened to. This particular fellow, he told me the story himself that went to Rabbi Yashif. Um, Anyantif, he went, he's an American fellow, he was there with his family, and he went to Rabbi Yashif, um, I think it was on Sukkot, so maybe it was right after Sukkot, um, to get a bracha. And he got a personal audience with Rabbi Yashif, he was a well-connected fellow, and Rabbi Yashif sat there, listened to them, and gave them a beautiful bracha. Right when they're getting up, Rabbi Yashif looks at the family and he says, She have a bracha and a tzacha, and a refua shalema. The fellow looks at Rabbi Yashif, refua shalema, everyone's okay. Yeah, Rabbi Yashif says, 
a Rafua Shalema. They didn't know what Ariyasha was saying and they left and totally forgot about this incident. A little while later, a bunch, substantial time later, the mother in the family was diagnosed with a particular illness. And the doctor, when she was diagnosed, the doctors did biopsies and whatever they do, and they realized that this particular growth had been there already for quite a, per- a period of time, and probably it started right around the time when they went to Rebel Yashif. It means Rebel Yashif somehow sensed and felt that this person needed a refuah, they needed a Yeshua. Because when you're a person who, they have their Rebbein perspective in them, they see things in such a different way. And this is our choice as B'nai Yisrael, as part of Adas Yisrael, part of Klal Yisrael, even though Partsufein are not Sheva, we don't have the same perspectives, and each of us has our own unique experience. But we all have to try really hard to find a Gadol, to find a Manig, to find a Rav, to find somebody who we can totally speak to openly and then follow with confidence what they say. Because as Moshe Rabbeinu realized, the future of Klal Yisrael is dependent upon it. And our individual futures are independent are dependent upon that as well. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.